0: Welcome back to In Ema's Eyes, a podcast where we journey through the weekly Torah portion and glean parenting insights along the way. My name is Sasha Clark and I am your host. My heart is to treat God as the template for a perfect parent and use God's um, actions and words to inspire us to be, you know, a little more loving to our own inner children and to the children in our lives. So... Listen, I'm not a parenting expert, but despite being in my 25th year of my own parenting journey. By the way, I don't feel old enough to be in my 25th year of parenting, but here I am. And I, like you, um, am a work in progress. So I'm just hoping to lead by example and by, you know, kind of... um, reminiscing and ruminating through some of the the things we can learn in the Torah text. So, um, exa- definitely not leading by expertise, and may my hindsight bring you insight. Um, as a reminder, you can submit your questions, parenting questions, on my website. Or invite you to submit your questions. I loved the Dear Abby um, articles in the newspaper when I was a kid, and so, you know, again, I'm not a parenting expert. I'm just another mom, and I would love to talk about your 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 burning questions on the show. Of course, <clears throat> an, <clears throat> excuse me. Of course, anonymously, but um, if your question is aired anonymously, you will get um, twenty dollars off any of my current offers on my website. So don't be shy. Um, we are all on this journey together, so. Speaking of gifts, it is gift-giving season, and so I need to put a plug in for my um, Essential Oils Safety First class on Teachable. It's at sashaclark.teachable.com, and I will have um, a link for that that class in the show notes. And so um, a lot of times when we're out shopping for other people this holiday season, we, you know neglect to think about something that could really benefit ourselves and our health and our lives. And I'm a firm believer that many people don't use essential oils because they just don't know exactly how to use them or how much or when or what to do with them. And so I have this whole class designed where, again, you get to learn from my hindsight about some of the mistakes not to make in your essential oils journey. And um, the price is reasonable. It's $18, but it also includes three sample oils. And you'll, I'll guide you through, like, an, an application process where you can put them on your your body and experience them while you're viewing the video. And then, of course, I'm teaching a little brief um, lesson about reflexology and um, and how to... The, my main um, focus in the class is how to tell a good oil from a better oil from a high-quality oil, um, because not all oils are created equal, and this that's one of the biggest pitfalls that consumers get into with essential oils. So, anyway, I hope you'll check it out. Um, again, it's um, it's a, the gift that keeps on giving. I was introduced to essential oils about, um, I guess it's been about 12 years now, and it has really changed my it's just given me a lot of options. You know, when you're a parent and it's Saturday night and you don't want to go to the emergency room, I am always grateful to have options at that point. So anyway, just trying to give empower other parents with options. So let's get to this week's tour portion. This is Valera, And then just a quick summary, there's a lot of really nasty stuff going on in this Parsha this week. And I am really grateful that this... Um, parenting journey is not learning from Lot how to be a good dad or learning from Abraham about scaring the crap out of your son. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I have a real, I take real issue in this week's Parsha with the way Lot handles his daughters and with the Akeda. Um, and so I'm not going to get into it this week. Uh, if you want to talk about it more, I'm definitely going to leave the comments open on this week's um Podcast because I would love to have a conversation with you about how you feel about it. But um, we, again, the point of this Parsha is to learn about God as the perfect parent. So um, so we start off with Hashem and three agents, angels, um, visiting Avraham after he obeyed God and circumcised himself and his entire household. I don't know much about what circumcision feels like, but I hear it's not comfortable when you're an adult. So anyway, so Hashem is being really kind and compassionate and visiting because Avraham's in pain. And Avraham, of course, um, you know, in his, uh, iconic scene gets up and tries and serves the three, the four of them a meal. Um, Hashem confides in Abraham, Avraham about his plans to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And, um, does he do this like to get his feedback? I mean, anyway, then we see lots terrible reaction to the wickedness in Sodom and Gomorrah. And like I said, the way he treats his daughters in the scene just makes me sad, and my inner child screams every time I read this. So okay, moving on. Um, this week I was inspired by two main points. Um, number one, I God teaches us the importance of meeting people right where they're at in this Parsha. Sometimes it's really difficult to be patient with our children when they're sick. I have two children that, out of the four, that tend to err a little on the side of, um, I guess a word I could use is dramatic sometimes. And so, um, but they're never lying, they're just... They just have big feels, okay. So when I was first starting my um, my parenting journey, it always seemed like my daughter would get sick right before a major deadline at work. Cause I don't know if anyone else out there has had that experience, but um, anyway, I finally got in a habit of leaving a week of vacation uh, time in my account for sick days because I it just inevitably when I it wasn't planning it something would go awry. But just secretly, I did always wish that I could afford that extra week of vacation. <laughs> so anyway, parenting really isn't that easy, nor is it for the faint of heart. So um, because of the, the you know, visiting the sick, the lesson here in Parsha Vallera, I really wanted, like I said, to invite people to learn more about essential oils. I didn't have oils when my daughter was a little girl, and we would have been able to probably cope with a lot lot more unexpected changes in our schedule if I had had all those tools in my pocket so anyway like I said parenting is not for the faint of heart or the squeamish I remember telling my mom in my early 20s and she passed away a couple years ago so I just want to say that this is in memory this whole parenting journey is in memory and in honor of my mom Um, but she she used to try to convince me to be a nurse and I used to tell her that I was not going to be a nurse in no uncertain terms because I really didn't like dealing with body fluids. And here, 25 years later, I have honestly seen it all anyway as a parent. (laughs) So so I guess the joke's on me, right? Anyway, Mom, if you're listening, I miss you. Um, Avraham teaches us appropriate compassion also in the face of Hashem's judgment. So um, even though, like I said, I'm not too keen on how Avraham handles Yitzhak later in this Parsha. um, And again, I think it was kind of a misunderstanding, but I'm not going into that in this podcast. Um, We do see that he sets up a pattern for asking God to consider his judgment and have compassion on the innocent people that will be affected by Je- by God's plans. So um, God listens when Abraham speaks, especially when he makes a request, and Abraham returns the respect, asking if he could please ask for one more thing. So um, it is a passion of mine to teach my children respectful discourse. So I do see a lot of... Um, I see a lot of that pattern here with Hashem's uh, reaction to Abraham. So it's not... I don't, as a parent, I don't think it's wrong for my kids to disagree with me. I don't know. How, you, how do you feel about that? I'm wondering what your thoughts are about your par- your children disagreeing with you. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's wrong for people to disagree at all, um, especially children with their parents. Um, what I have a problem with is when they disagree disrespectfully or when they're, like, yelling or saying I hate you or think anything that's, like, out of line like that. Um, but just to say I don't agree with that... I don't think you understand the impact of your decision, and I have new information for you that you might want to consider. None of those things are wrong. So I'm actually, this year in our homeschool, using these um, these discussion prompts to help teach them to disrespect, dis, not disrespect, sorry, disagree with me in a respectful manner. One of the, the discussion prompts that my children are playing with right now is a the phrase I disagree with you because so it's not just saying no or you're wrong. It's saying I disagree with you because, and that's key. It's showing a lot of respect and it's also continuing the conversation instead of starting a fight. So I've always wondered to, um, back to Abraham, why doesn't he just come out and say, what about my nephew lot? Like, I feel like sometimes I feel like this conversation is like, what if there's, you know, 50 righteous people? What if there's, you know, so is, is Abraham like not coming out and spilling the beans that that's who he's worried about? Because maybe he's not sure. Lot is still standing in the, in the, sh- the footsteps of righteousness. Maybe he's lost his way. I don't know. But part of me just is like, why did you just, you know, say it? You're worried about your nephew. What's going on with my nephew? So I don't know. Uh, that's above my pay grade to figure that question out. But if you have any insight to that or know about a midrash that touches on that, please again, let me know in the comments. So Okay, um, to wrap it up, my parenting touch points this week. Uh, parenting is first and foremost a trusting relationship. So, in my experience as a parent, if Avraham didn't trust Hashem, he would have rebelled at Hashem's judgment instead of pleading with him to protect the innocent. So, what I mean by that is, if you have rules without relationship, that causes rebellion. Those are like the three R's I learned in a parenting class twenty five years ago. So, I'm gonna give that's a, one of my nuggets. Um, there obviously is a relationship built on trust between these two because he didn't rebel when he heard the rule coming down. So, And respect's a two-way street. Uh, last week I asked you for your thoughts about interruptions, and I, um, I told you i kind of go back and forth on this because I do believe children should be seen and heard and cherished. So what do you do when they enter a room of grown-ups and interrupt a conversation? So I read a parenting meme once on Instagram that suggested that my phone call with a, an adult might actually be interrupting my child's playtime instead of the other way around. And, you know, I've considered that many times over the years, too. Who says children aren't welcome in a room of adults anyway? And this is kind of, you know, no offense to any of my Baby Boomer listeners, but this is kind of some old old school kind of... Um, belief systems that children are to be seen and not heard, especially in a room of adults. So who said, who made that rule up, and um, what were they thinking? <laughs> so uh, what I want to know is how are children going to learn from us if they aren't welcome to listen to our wisdom as we're sharing with each other? And then here's the skinny, like bottom line. Here's a pra- what I practically do in my own home. Um, I do allow my children access to me at all times, Um, Except when I'm working, like right now I have the door to my room locked, um, so they can't come in and (laughs) interrupt this recording. But if they interrupt to ask for a need to be met, um, I excuse myself from the adult conversation to attend to them. I think their needs are important. If they interrupt to participate in the conversation, then I am teaching them to ask relevant questions and try to contribute to the conversation that's already happening in some meaningful way or to wait for a lull in the conversation before they change subjects. So um, we do have what's called the interrupt rule, which I also picked up in the same parenting class like 20 years ago, where they gently touch my elbow on either arm, it doesn't matter, and wait until I make eye contact with them. And then I will say, yes, what can I do for you or how can I help you? So... um, Children, you know, it's, it, again, this has to be age-appropriate. I have, you know, a preteen, another preteen, and a uh, preschooler in the house right now, and a, an adult. <laughs> well, she's not in the house. Um, but so, like, the expectations for how how much interruption I would tolerate from the older kids is different than the younger one. Um, anyway, I, th- I think that goes without explaining, but... Um, I just you need to sometimes especially as we're listen, we're working through this together always keep in the back of your head that um, we, you need to scale up for older kids and scale down for younger kids um, with some of the practical tips that I'm trying to share with you or things that I've learned along the way um, so my old my, my oldest preteen is perfectly capable of entering an adult conversation, sitting down and waiting until there's a chance for him to participate in that conversation in a meaningful way. And he's also perfectly capable of getting most of his needs met without my help during a a 10 or 20 minute conversation with an adult. So my expectations for what he would interrupt over are very different. So anyway, that's it. That's my that's my spiel this week. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, you're doing a great job. If you're listening to a podcast about parenting, I know you are totally committed to loving your kids in the best way possible. I hope you check out my website, especially my essential oils class that is out and available for you this holiday season. <laughs> Don't forget to give yourself the gift of health. Um, again, uh, my website's www.sashaclark.com. Um, I also, by the way, have a few appointments available for foundational human design readings. And um, until next time, shalom, and may the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob bless you abundantly with compassion, understanding, wisdom, and grace. Shalom.